Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view, right here from the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. All right, here's a rundown of the topics I'll be discussing today. I know, Bengals, even more Bengals stuff because, well, they're the only ones making news. So, the Bengals could potentially turn heads in 2020. Found an article about it. It's pretty interesting. And Zach Taylor, new draft world, you know, with the virtual stuff going on. And Luke Fickle landed a very important recruit. I'll tell you about it later on. All right, here's this article I was talking about where the Bengals could be turning some heads. It's from uh, Hype Stripes. Excuse me, Stripe Hype. I'll get it right, .com. So coming off an aggressive free agent period and equipped with the number one pick overall, the Bengals had the potential to turn heads in 2020. The last time the Bengals took the field, they locked down the number one pick. In 2020, however, they do not have the roster or circumstances of a bottom-of-the-pile team. That's going into this year. Now, this is what I thought was interesting. I kind of forgot about it until I read this, but they're right. Okay, the record last year was negatively skewed by Zach Taylor by playing and starting Ryan Finley in a number of games, number of winnable games. Games that it appeared if Andy Dalton was under center, we might have won or at least been well, we were close to it, but we might have won those games. Hindsight's 2020, which I'm glad we didn't because we got the number one pick. <laughs> now, since he also had a dreadful record in close games, we were 0-8 in one-run games. That shows that the Bengals were consistently competitive and for very much possibly to drastically improve next year very quickly. I'll try that again. They are very, in a lot of very close games, very consistently competitive, and that means it's very possible that they could drastically improve from one year to the next because we were competitive. They did not give up on Zach Taylor. They were in a lot of, the only game that I can remember offhand that we got completely shellacked was against the San Francisco Sucky Niners. We were not, never in that game. But that's also the team that went to the Super Bowl. So, these are all good things. Now, if you remember, I'm almost, it's different, but I'm kind of looking at it as the 1987 season to the 1988 Bengals season. 1987 season, we had a lot of close losses. It wasn't very good. and But 88, it all turned around very quickly. Now, this is totally different. Because we're going to have a rookie quarterback. And they had a veteran in Boomer Esiason. Now, and they, get back to the article here. If, now I say, they say if, I say when the Bengals draft Joe Burrow with the number one pick. The Bengals will have landed, now this is their words, they will have landed as close to a sure thing at QB since Andrew Luck. This is what I've been saying all along. That's why you don't trade that pick. <laughs> there is no reason to believe that he can't hit the ground running. 
Now, the only thing that could hinder that is this corona pandemic. And depending on how the Bengals can do their offseason programs and stuff, that could hinder it. But I I don't think it's going to hinder it that much. Now, you want to say, all right, you said the Bengals could turn it around quickly. Okay, why? Well, my opinion is, one, the defensive players they just signed. Our defense is going to be greatly improved from last year to this year. Two, our offensive weapons, we already have them. They're not bad. Okay, get back to this. Burrow will have also have an abnormal amount of talented weapons for a rookie quarterback. Like I just said. With A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, they list John Ross. I say hopefully John Ross. And this has got to be a make or break year for John Ross. If he can't put it together this year, then we got to cut him, cut him loose. But with his speed, man, I j- it, it, it just, it's so frustrating, you know? There's been times where he's looked awesome. And there's other times it looks like he has no idea what he's doing. I still remember a game, it wasn't last year, I think it was the year before that, where the Bengals were fighting, trying to to come back, and Andy Dalton is scrambling, which he has done the last, last couple of years, so the offensive line hasn't been that great. He was scrambling, and Ross is on a route, and Andy sees it, and he throws it. Ross stopped running. <laughs> I got so mad at him, and if he kept running, he was open. He would have got the first down. He caught it. And the, big, the drive would have kept going. That ended the drive. I got so frustrated with him. I'm like, why did you stop running? <laughs> like, you're the fastest guy on the team. Quite possibly the fastest guy in the league. The one thing you should not do is stop running. <laughs> and it was the game on the line, and he stopped running. And I'm just like, oh. So he is, he could be so good, but he's so frustrating. Now, our biggest weapon is Joe Mixon. Who is being hailed as the best back in the league by somebody named Bill Belichick? I think he might know what he's talking about. Which the Bengals need to sign. Joe Mixon. Like I said before in previous shows, they got to sign him. But somehow they got to try to be smart about it. Because unfortunately, running backs don't last that long in this league. Luckily, he hasn't gotten any major injuries or anything yet. Uh, But neither did Bell when he was in Pittsburgh, and I think he got less money to go to the Jets, and he sat out a year. Now, Gurley signed his big contract with the Rams, and as soon as he signed it, his he wasn't the same. His knee acted up or whatever the issues were. He was never the same once he got the money compared to how he was after, before he got the money. Now, I'm not saying the money had anything to do with it. I think he was injured. And that's my concern with Joe Mixon. we got to sign him. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have to sign him. I just don't want the Bengals to be to sign him and you know have a Joey Votto contract. You sign him for a long term and you're stuck with it. But with an NFL contract, you're not stuck with any of them. You just got to be able to work with the salary cap. So, all right, now you get to the part that I'm most concerned about. I think a lot of the Bengals are fans are most concerned about is the offensive line. Now you know you have Jonah Williams, who can plug in a left tackle. He was last year's number one pick. So you're basically gonna have. Two first-round picks on the offensive side. And then you also have Trey Hopkins. Those two, to me, are your definite one-two starters. Now, you got your guards and you have your right tackle. Uh, You either have Billy Price, Michael Jordan, or Surflow, who we also signed. Now, 
This is what I've been saying, and I think this is what the Bengals are going to do in the draft. Just because the way, what they've done in free agency, they signed one offensive lineman, but that's it. The rest of it was all for defense. Because I think there is a, there's a lot of offensive players in this draft. A lot of wide receivers and a lot of offensive linemen. I think a lot of wide receivers are going to go first. That way, there's going to be more offensive linemen in like the second round. And that, that's why it kind of says here on this article. The 2020 draft looking like a high-talented draft class. There will almost certainly be players at the position with first-round talent on the board still at 33, meaning the offensive linemen is what they're talking about. So they're saying at 33, we could still get a first-round talent at offensive line. If you can get yourself a good right tackle with your second-round pick, 33rd overall, you can fill in. you got Price. you got Surflow. You've got Michael Jordan. you got Re- uh, uh, Redmond, who they just signed. I mean, they got guys enough, I think, that we could find guards. So I think we got a left tackle set, we got a center set, and if we could draft a right tackle with the number 33, I think we're going to be good on the offensive line. I think we're I think it's a good a good start to what we need to happen. And as I said before, and I know I hate saying this because I know Bengals of the 90s teams would always do really good at the end of the year and and all right, that's going to lead into next year and it never did. But this is different. I really do feel that they did find something last year with the offensive line toward the end. You know, Hopkins established himself as the center. Um, and we're going to have um, Jonah Williams this year. I mean, Michael Jordan started playing better. Billy Price, he, I don't know. He, I, me personally, I think he can play guard. But he did, he was in and out of the lineup last year so much that you really couldn't tell, you know? So, but if you have competition, that is going to help bring out the best of the players and bring their talent to the top. So, 33rd pick, I think should be offensive lineman. I'm hoping right tackle. We got about 10 days to the draft. All right, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, I got a couple more notes here from uh, Zach Taylor's Zoom press conference last night or yesterday, because that's how actually that's how the virtual draft is going to be. It's going to be on Zoom. <laughs> all right, basically, was not surprising. He had no comment on if the Bengals had been offered a package for the number one pick. Zach had not heard when they could start their virtual offseason. Now, the virtual offseason is basically, all they're going to be able to do is have conferences on Zoom and everybody's going to be different pitchers and putting his system in and getting the new guys in and working on plays and Stuff like that. It's going to be really hard to put it in. Hopefully, this pandemic will be over by the end of this month. I'm hoping. And then if that happens and the country opens back up, we can start 
getting the off off season going and the OTAs might be able to start and you know things could could actually happen. But as of right now, I they haven't told them what they're doing yet because I personally think they're trying to find out, wait and see what happens with the, this pandemic before the NFL tells them what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. All right. Now, according to Zach Taylor, they're still working on how to use their three starting safeties. I think we all know what they're going to do. Some of these questions guy, guys ask, and he doesn't answer. I mean, I think Sean Williams is going to play linebacker. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> all right. Oops, that's the wrong page. But, I mean, I, that's what I think. I mean, and then he's asked about the Andy Dalton situation. He said it's still up in the air. Now, that's another thing that I've kind of – I mean, if they're blown away with a pick or with a trade, they're going to trade him. But I've kind of gotten to the point where that they might be hesitant to trade Andy – now, because of this pandemic and because they don't know how much Joe is going, can get on the field in the offseason to work on plays and work on you know, throws with his wide receivers and, and the timing and all that. So that's another reason I think they might be waiting and they might just wait till the season starts. If it goes like, I hope it does, you know, the end of this month we're getting back to normal and they can start uh, practicing and stuff. I could see them actively trying to shop Andy or just flat cut him, but we'll see what happens. Now, that's the last time we will hear from Zach Taylor for 10 days now or so until he previews the April 23rd through 25th NFL draft. I cannot wait to get to this draft. Before the pandemic, I couldn't wait to get to it. So I could see the Bengals draft Joe Burrow and I could just go to everybody who says that they weren't going to draft him, they were going to trade him. Now, since this pandemic has happened, I can't wait for it anymore because there has been no other sports. And it's going to be really interesting to watch how they do it. You know, I'm just very, I'm very curious. And the thing, it's, it's, uh, these NFL, I don't know who it is. If coaches, they, they weren't any names named, but some of them are concerned about having IT guys come into their house and set up the Zoom or whatever to do the conference calls and all this for the draft. Okay, they have these tests now. I'm pretty sure they can do it in 15 minutes to find out if the guy or girl coming to your house is has the virus. I mean, at some point, we have to start getting on with it. I think these are the same people, my opinion, that... Wanted to push the draft back because they couldn't get their hands on Tua Tungavailoa or some of these other guys. They couldn't bring them to to their place to work them out. To me, that's their fault. <laughs> you know, I know normally this happens, but like I said, I'm sorry. Some people are out of work right now and not working. We're all staying at home. You think I want to be stuck in this basement all the time? <laughs> I don't. I want to get out. So... For you to let one IT person, maybe two people in to set up your Zoom or your internet or whatever, I think you'll be all right. I just think it's it's just an excuse of why that person doesn't think we should be doing this. Anyway, that's just my two cents on it. All right, we got some great, I mean great Bearcat news. The Bearcats football sign Landon Fickle. 
Now I say, why is that great? Landon Fickle obviously is Luke Fickle's son. Now I say that's great because he signed. I mean, he's here. Landon's here for four years. And Luke is a very big family man. I just guarantee you it's going to be really hard for Luke to leave when his son is on the team. So for Bearcat fans, I think this is another good sign that Luke is going to be here for a very long time. Now, hopefully in the near future, we can get out of the AAC and we can get into something like the Big Ten or the ACC or the SEC or the Big 12. I really don't want to get the Big 12, but I'll take it. I would prefer my choice would be first, number one, Big Ten, just because geographically we'd have so many geographic rivals. I mean, we'd have obviously Ohio State. We'd have Michigan, Michigan State, Indiana, Purdue. We'd have so many. We'd have Rutgers who we already had a, a rivalry with back in the Big East. We've had, we'd have so many, and they're so close. I mean, Illinois, uh, Northwestern, I mean, it's all right here. So it would be very easy for Bearcat fans to travel to those places and watch the games and support the Bearcats. So Big Ten would be my number one choice. I seriously doubt that's going to happen because I don't think Ohio State's going to let us in. Then the next one will be the ACC. Well, that's because most of our rivals from either Conference USA or the Big East went to the ACC. So that would be very easy to jump back in and especially against Louisville <laughs> to go against them. Now, the other one, the third one would be the SEC, which would be hard. I don't think they're going to let us in because I don't think Kentucky's going to let us in. Honestly, I think because that's the one I love where I live, <laughs> but geographically, I mean, we got the Big Ten above us in Ohio State. We got the SEC below us in Kentucky, and that's why I don't think either those two are going to be really hard for us to get into. I think the AAC, or excuse me, the ACC is probably our best shot if they ever decide to expand. And the Big Twelve could happen if they ever want to be more than ten teams, which I still don't understand why <laughs> they complain about not having money. One way to have a money have money is to have a championship uh, game, but they've only have. 10 teams, so they can't do it. Which I don't understand why they won't do it, but their teams will complain about not having any money. Anyway, that's just uh, some interesting stuff for debate. Hopefully, someday soon, we will get in one of those conferences and Luke will stay. Now, even if we get in one of those conferences, if the Ohio State job opens up or the Notre Dame job opens up, Luke's gone. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be 99% sure that he would leave to go to either his alma mater, Ohio State, or Notre Dame. So those two jobs, I think I don't think we have a shot to keep them. But the better chance to keep him, one is keep his family here, and his son's going to play for him, and hopefully get a better conference. Would be awesome. All right, I got some Facebook groups that I always like talking about here, or ones I help run. We can get on there and discuss sports. We got Bengals Nation, Bearcat Country, and Reds Country. Now, as I've said, I cannot believe... How many of you guys have subscribed to me? I really, really appreciate it. I'm up to 329. I'm hoping to get to 400 as fast as we can. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. I don't see that happening. I mean, I've, I've added 100 people last week, 100 people the week before that. That's great. It'd be awesome if I could add 100 people this week, but 329, that's kind of a kind of a stretch since tomorrow's Friday. So at the end of the week will be Saturday, so we got two more days. But 
I believe in you guys. We can do it. Let's try to get that done. All right. Now, if you're listening to me on the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Beanpot, Anchor, Apple Podcast, if you're on Apple, give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to me on one of those other ones, make sure you like the show and subscribe to it, and that way my show will pop up on your phone every time. If you're on YouTube, if you're getting this this link on Bengals Nation, uh, Bearcat Country, or Reds Country, or on my page, Sports of Strawberry Ice, it's also my Twitter handle, which actually my Twitter handle is Jeff A. Tronopole, T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L, and Instagram. All those under Sports of Strawberry Ice. If you're getting this YouTube link from there, do me a favor. Go on to YouTube, get yourself an account, and subscribe to my show. I would much appreciated. Tomorrow's Friday. It's Zeke of the Week. Again, this is a big struggle <laughs> to figure out who the Zeke of the Week is. Colin Cowherd hadn't said anything stupid this week that I know of, so I can't, I haven't been able to call him a Zeke. Uh, the national media has been pretty, eh, okay. Dan Patrick said some weird stuff. So anyway, hey, if you guys got any ideas of who my Zeke of the Week could be, Sports commentator, sports player. It's got to be about sports, you know. This is a sports show. You know, so message me down below. Tweet it out to me. Message me on Facebook. However you would like to get a hold of me. And as always, that's just sports, baby. See you guys.